All right, Shabbosai, good morning, good morning. Let us begin, begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. Share to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Elul. Shari and Sarah will ask you for dedicating all the Sherman Shashos this month. In the for Zachariah Dov Ben Peril Shira, and to thank the Tilson and Wolf families from Eretz Yisrael for dedicating all of the Shurim and Drushos this month. Baruch Hashem, in honor of our children who were Zoha to get married. Baruch Hashem, wishing everyone a Mazel Tov and a Shana Tov. Our week of learning sponsors, Nancy and David Berkowitz, in celebration of their son Jonathan's recent engagements, Rachel Harris. Mazel tov to the new couple, and they should be zochah. Merat Hashem to build the bayis naman biyisrael. But with that, let us begin. Bar Hashem, a lot to do today. Today's daf is daf yud. Ten. We are picking up Merat Hashem on test some of the bays. I believe we left off twelve lines up from the bottom. For Rabbi Yochanan, hi uba'Allah, my oven lace. Well, so if you remember again, the last sugi we did actually a lot in yesterday's daf. But the last sugya that we saw in yesterday's daf was the sugya of Kiddushin Babiya, the ability to go ahead and affect Kiddushin through marital relations. So there we had, a, so again, everyone is agreeing it works. The machlokes, the machlokes ultimately is, what's the source? So we had Rabbi Yochanan saying the Pasuk was Bu'ulas Baal, and we had Rabbi Zira explaining that ultimately, again, the Pasuk was, or the phrase was, Uba'Allah. Uba'Allah. So we spent yesterday going back and forth trying to understand the need for both of these psukim, for each of these derivations. Then the Gemara, the Gemara today discusses as follows. Rabbi Yochanan, hi Uba'Allah, my Avidlite. What does Rabbi Yochanan do with the Pasuk of Uba'Allah? What does he do with it? So the Gemara says, Hahu, mi ba'ilei, zu niknis babiyah, vein amayvir niknis babiyah. Ultimately, this teaches us that Allah ha'lamaysa, this woman, in other words, a wife, is acquired with Bia, but ultimately an Amma Ivriya is not. I would have thought, bring the Kavachomer from Yavama. What's the Kavachomer? A Yavama who is not acquired with, with Bia. I'm sorry, a Yavama is not acquired with Kesef, is acquired with Bia. Then certainly the Amma Ivriya who is acquired with Kesef certainly should be acquired with Bia, to which the Gemara says, it doesn't work, I'll tell you why, Mali Yavama, Shekin Zekuka Va'omedes. It's different, a Yavama, remember again, a Zekuka. But say, what does Zekuka mean? Zekuka means there's a Zega. Ultimately, there's already a quasi-marital connection that exists because of the relationship, ultimately, again, with the deceased husband. So, because remember, I'll say, this goes back to the, to the Yisod of Yibum. What is Yibum? When Reuven is married to Rachel and Reuven dies without children, and now Rachel marries Shimon, the surviving brother is a form of Yibum. Remember, how do we view that Yibum marriage? It is in reality an extension of that previous marriage to Reuven. So it's different. Perhaps it's only a marriage like that, that Halacha Lameisa could be fully affected by Since it says, since the Pasuk by Amma Ivriya speaks about that if the master ends up marrying the Amma Ivriya, the Jewish maidservant, and then ends up taking another wife as well, he must treat the Amma Ivriya as well as he treats any other woman whom he marries. So he Kisha Torah goes ahead and compares her to another wife. 
Just like another wife could be acquired with Bia. Ultimately, an Amayivriya could also be acquired with Bia as well. Kamash Malon, she's not. Okay, so Rabbi says, that's the, so Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan uses the phrase, Ubala, to teach me that Bia is only a mechanism to affect normative marriage, will not affect the acquisition of an Amayivriya. Good. Sorry, the Rebbe, Hai Svar Minale. from where does Rebbe know that a Amma Ivriya is not acquired with Bia? So he goes, Imkim Lichtov Rahmana Ubaal. Torah could have just said Ubaal. My Ubaala. What does it mean, Ubaala? Shmamina Tarti. So the fact that the Torah writes the longer form. Remember, we see this all the time. When the Torah could have written a word in a shorter form, but instead choose to, chooses to do so in a longer form, why does the Torah do that? To teach you additional teachings. It's an interesting idea, which, which actually teaches you a fascinating episode. The assumption is, the assumption is, people only utilize the minimum number of words. Right? Dibra Torah Kalashon Mene Adam. Klesh Baruch phrases the Torah, ultimately, see, Dibra Torah Kalashon Mene Adam is a phrase that's often used to teach us that the Torah speaks in like, common jargon, the way we speak. It could also mean, Dibra Torah Kalashon Mene Adam means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks the way He wants us to speak. How does God want us to speak? The ideal is use the minimum number of words possible. First of all, in general, I'll say it's, it's a good approach. You know, Rav Pam, Zichat Sadiq Levrachos, Rashid of Torah Vadas, his yard site was not too long ago. Rav Pam said, what is the worst word in the English language? Now, don't volunteer any guesses on this one, right? right? What's the worst word in the English language? Rav Pam said, whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit. He said, why? Because if you're using the word whatchamacallit, that means you haven't thought about what you're going to say before you say it. He said, a person should never begin to talk unless they have a fully articulated idea about what they're going to say and how they're going to say it. Otherwise, otherwise, chas v'shalom, a person is just wasting words. It's such an incredible yisod. So I will say, so it's fascinating over here. So Rebbe, Rebbe says like this. Rebbe says, if the Torah just wanted to teach me that kiddushin is affected by bia, or through bia, it could, Torah would have just used the word uba'al. Uba'al. Why does it use the word uba'ala, which is a longer form of the word? It must be what? Shmamina tarti. The only reason the Torah would use a longer form of the word is because it wants to teach me something. What does it want to teach me? Number one, that Kiddush could be affected by Bia. Number two, that an Amma cannot be acquired through Bia. Well, say, isn't it an incredible Yisod? Because had the Torah only wanted to teach me one lesson, it would have used the shortened form of the word. If it's using the elongated form of the word, it must be to teach me an additional lesson. A profound Musar Haskil to us about only use the words necessary to convey the ideas you want to do, right, you want to convey. No more and no less. Incredible. And according to Rav, who said that Barahina, Barahina is the name of a person, Asadrili, he explained to me, Kikach ish isha uba'Allah. That's right, when the Torah says, if a man will take home and have relations with her, this teaches us, Kiddushin ha-mesur in the Kiddushin. Kiddushin she'in misru in the Bia. 
Lo hava kiddushin. So we'll say we're going to actually talk, we're going to see this sugi later on. So Bar, Barahina explains the Pasuk as follows. Torah says, Kikach ish ishu ba'alaf. A man will marry a woman and have relations with her. So what do we learn from this? Only a kiddushin that could result in bia is a valid kiddushin. But a kiddushin that cannot result in bia is not a valid kiddushin. So we'll discuss cases like this. Rashi actually... Rashi actually has examples of this. For example, if a man went ahead and if a man went ahead and was Makadesh a woman, but he doesn't know, or right, he, he was he was yeah, Rashi says over here that he was Makadesh one of two sisters, but he doesn't know which sister. He doesn't know which sister. It was a long night, right? He doesn't know which sister. Right? Solomaisa, Solomaisa now we'll say what happens. He can't have relations. Why? Because one of those women is his wife, and one of those women is the sister of his wife, Achosishto, which is which is an erva, which is an erva. So that's an example of kiddushin she'ein misurin lebiya, a kiddushin that cannot result in biya, which is by definition an invalid kiddushin. Okay, so we'll see more of this sugya later on. The point over here is Barahina. Barahina explains that the entire phrase kikach ish isha uba'ala is to teach me that in order for kiddushin to work. Bia has to be possible. Bia has to be possible. I so says the Gemara. Shemus will be Allah have a kiddushin. Michael and Meimar. So what could be said? The Gemara. So what could be said? So imkain nichtov kra o ba Allah ba uba o ba Allah. Torah could have said o ba Allah. My u ba Allah shmamin akulu. It comes to teach me everything. So we'll say so the longer form of u ba Allah. But in reality, if you bring this all together, it could teach me all these different, all these different ideas. Number one, that kiddush could be affected by bia. Number two, only a kiddush that could result in bia is a valid kiddush. And number three, and number three, that an amalivria cannot be acquired through bia. Fascinating. The Rebbe, hi buulas we're just asking what everyone does with the other drasha. And Rebbe, what does Rebbe do? With the with the phrase Bulas Baal, what does he do with it? Haimi Baile Baal Osa Osa Bula Shilokidaka Vein Acher Osa Osa Bula Shilokidaka. Shabbos say this is fascinating. What does Rebbe do with it? Rebbe uses it to teach me the following that it is only the husband who can make his wife a Bula with Pia Shilokidaka. Well, so we learned this in yesterday's Sukya. So remember again, Rebbe understands like this when a husband has relations with his wife, right? And it's Bia Shilokidarka. Ultimately, again, that makes her a Ba'ula. She is no longer a Basula. But if another man, i.e. not her husband, right, has has relations with a woman, Bia Shilokidarka, she remains a Basula. It's a unique halacha by marriage. So the Gemara says, Does Rabbi really agree with that? Vatanya, we learned. Also, we saw this price in yesterday's daf. Vatanya, we learned. Bo yud anoshim. If at the end of the day, it's not on. Wasn't on before. Oh. Okay. Vatanya, but we learned. So the gemara Vatanya bo yud anoshim vaadayin hi if at the end of the day, there were 10 men had relations with a woman, but she's still a basula. So we'll say we had this in yesterday's daf. So remember again, what's that, what's that case? That's the case of Yishlo Kidanaka. 
So ten men had relations with him, but she's still a besula. So kulam beskeba. So remember again, just to reorient ourselves with this case. The halach is that normally, normally, when a man has, when when a person commits adultery, good. When a person commits adultery, sometimes it just gets knocked out of the of the thing. Yeah. When a person, when a person commits, I'm sorry, I should have checked it. When, when a person commits adultery, Salah so said the, the penalty for adultery is chenek, strangulation. The difference just is if it's a narahamu or rasa, a man has relations with a woman who is betrothed, i.e. a besula, Salah so it's it's skila. It's skila. So here's the case. Ba'ala, so if you have a narahamu or rasa, so ten men, ba'ala yuranashim, ba'adayne besula, ten men committed adultery with her, but she is still a besula, i.e., I.e. was Biyashalokidaka, so Kulam Biskilo. Everyone ultimately again is punishable by Skilo. Rebbe Omer, because she's still Biskilo. Rebbe Omer, Rebbe says, Omer Ani, Harisha Biskilo, the Kulam Mechanic. Rebbe says, No, no. In fact, again, I believe the first one, the first one is punishable by Skilo, and the rest of them with Chanak. The rest of them with strangulation. Because Rebbe holds Rabosai. Rebbe holds that what? The first one has relations with her, is having relations with the Basula. But after him, she is a Ba'ula, even though what? Even though what? It was Bia Shalom Kidarka. So you see from here that Rebbe holds that Bia Shalom Kidarka makes a woman a Ba'ula, i.e. a non-Basula. She's no longer a virgin. She's not a Basula, even though it's not relations with her husband. Top of Yod, Amr Rabbi Zera, Moda Rebbe Le'iyan, Kinas, Dekulu Mishami. So no, no, Rebbe will hold like this. Rebbe will hold that Halacha Lamaisa. So all of the men have to pay a knas, have to pay a knas, a penalty payment. In other words, so this is actually very interesting. So remember, in addition, in addition to the, in addition to the death penalty that happens ultimately again with with Naraha Murasa, there is also a knas. There is a knas ultimately for violating a besula. So Rebbe holds that so all of these men have to pay the penalty payment as if they violated a besula. The kula b'shalmi. So ma'ishna miktala. So I don't understand. Rebbe Sinsi Bro said, top of Yod 10a, second line down. Rebbe, Rebbe seems to be really playing this both ways. And on one hand, what he's saying is, on one hand, what he's saying is that halacha l'maysa, after the first guy, she's considered to be a ba'ula already. Okay, which means that everyone after the first guy is going to be punished ultimately through chenek and not through skila. Yet, he makes them all liable for the knas, for the penalty payment of violating a besula. So it doesn't make sense. To which the Gemara says, Has, I'll tell you why. Shiny hasam, umeis ha'ish asher shachav ima levado. So Rabbi will say, ultimately again, Rabbi will say, here's the issue. The issue is when the Torah frames, when the Torah frames the death penalty for Naraham Urasa, the Torah indicates to us that Halacha who will be put to death? The man who slept with her, he by himself will be put to death. So the fact that the Torah used the Lashon of Livado means that there can only be one man put to death by Skila for relations with a Naraham Urasa. Who's the, who's the, who's the only man? The first guy. So when it comes to the actual death penalty of Skila, it's only going to be one guy. I'm going to say the rest of them, 
Everybody gets the death penalty in this case, right? Just the first one gets given them gechenek. When it comes to knasa of the penalty payment, Rebbe holds that ultimately the penalty payment is really is really is really um, is, devolves upon all of the men who engaged in this act of adultery with her. Okay, incredible. For Rabbanon, hi levado my avdile. What did the Rabbanon do with this phrase levado? Because we also remember again. The Rabbanon hold, the Rabbanon hold, that halacha l'maysa, all of them get skila. So what do they do with levado? Ultimately, again, he needs it for, they need it for the following. Mesu gam shnehem. Pasuk says they will both be put to death. Achyu shavin ke'echad. Dira So ultimately, again, that death penalty is only conferred upon both of them, that halacha l'maysa, when both of them are shavin, when both of them are the same. Both of them both the same. Look at Rashi. Shneim Shavin, Bene Own Shilim Ute Godel Habo Al Kitano. So, this is actually interesting. The only time that the death penalty is conferred upon them is when they are both the same. In other words, where they are both of the age of liability. As opposed to if the man was a Godel and the woman was a, or the girl was a Kitano, there would not be a death penalty in such a situation like that. Okay. Rabbi Yonah Sanomer. Rabbi Yonasan says, on the other hand, no, that Allah is not true, even if the man was a gadol and the girl was a kitano, but she was, but she was betrothed, he would still be put to death for that. And that's what we learn from Nevado. Only if he himself, or even if he himself, is reached the age of liability, and she has not reached the age of liability, he would still be put to death. Incredible. Rabbi Yochanan, from where does Rabbi Yochanan know this Svara? So, so again, going back for just a second, where does Rabbi Yochanan know that the Baal, that the husband, has the ability to make his wife a Ba'ula, even with Bia Shalokidarka? From where does he learn that concept? To which the Gemara says, Imkain Nichtov Kra Ba'ulas Ish. Torah could have just said Ba'ulas Ish. My Bu'ulas Baal. What does he mean, Bu'ulas Baal? Shmamina Tarti. Shabbosay teaches me two things. Shabbosay, according to Rabbi Yochanan, Bu'ulas Baal teaches me two things. Number one, it teaches me that Kiddushin can be affected through Bia. And number two, it teaches me that Halacha Lamaisa, that Halacha Lamaisa, that Halacha Lamaisa, a husband makes his wife a Bu'ula with Bia Shaloki Darka. Shabbosay, so two, so two different, two different things. Two different things. Incredible. Says the Gemari. By the whole. So we'll say, so, so therefore, just to kind of close this out for just a moment, what we see over here is everyone is agreeing that Allah Bia affects Kiddushin. The Machlokes, where do you learn it out from? Where do you learn it from? Is it from, is it from Kikach Ish Isha Uba Allah, a man will marry a woman and have relations with her? Or is it from the phrase Bu'ulas Baal? And we'll say what we just did, this, this, this process over the end of yesterday's mm-hmm. daf, beginning of today's daf, is just to try to figure out what is, just to try to figure out what each side does with the other's pasuk. Beautiful. Now we come to a fascinating and yisovistic idea. So, bia, so, tchilas bia kona osov. Actually, this, this is interesting, but not actually. Tchilas bia kona osov bia kona. We're actually going to talk about this in, in greater depth. In the act of bia, in the act of bia, there's different stages. So, Rabbi Sevi Gemara says, when we say that bia affects kiddushin, so which stage of bia are we talking about? 
Is it Tchilas Bia? Or is it Sof Bia? What we call the beginning of Bia? Or is it the end of Bia? And I will say, these stages themselves are subject to Machlokis exactly what they are. So I will say, let, let's assume for a moment, for our purposes this morning, even though, again, we're going to do this, so we'll get a bit more in depth, for our, for our purposes, that Tchilas Bia just means contact. Physical contact between the male and female sexual organs. Whereas sophia means penetration. We're going to see what say it could, it could be different. It could be that trilas bia could actually mean penetration. Whereas sophia could actually mean, could actually mean actual like completion of the act. But again, for our purposes today, let's just go with initial contact versus pen- penetration. So the Gemara says, Nafkamina, where does this matter? Where could this be Nafkamina? This is actually interesting. Kagon, Sheheraba, Upashta Yada, Vikibla Kidushin Meacher. So this is an interesting case. Right? The case could be, the case could be where maybe there was Trilas Bia, the beginning of Bia, but then she accepted Kidushin from someone else. Hopefully not at the same time, right? Right? Bye bye. Right? Baklamaisa, Baklamaisa. Again, so I'll say, so now there was Trilas Bia, Trilas Bia, and then she accepted Kiddushin from someone else. Inami, the Kohen Gadol. So this is actually very interesting. The other possibility is, what about a Kohen Gadol who's being... So I'll say, so again, she, she had Trilas Bia, but she accepted Kiddushin from someone else. So if you say that Trilas Bia affects Kiddushin, then the second Kiddushin is irrelevant. If you hold that it's Sof Bia, that's Kona, then what? Then what? Then ultimately, again, then the second Kiddushin will be valid. Other possibility, Inami, the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol, ultimately, the Kakani Besula Babia. Plus, a second possibility is by a Kohen Gadol who ultimately, again, acquires, acquire, is acquiring someone with Bia. So, so remember again, remember again, a Kohen Gadol has to marry a Besula. Right? Has to marry a Besula. So, we'll say something very interesting. So, what happens if a Kohen Gadol is Makadish, a woman, through Bia? So, if you say that Trilas Bia is Kona, then fine, no problem. If you say Sof Bia is Kona, so we'll say something very interesting happens over here, which is that by the time Kiddushin is affected, the woman is no longer a Besula. Which means that the Kohen Gadol wouldn't be able to marry. But so, hear this fascinating idea. But if so, again, a Kohen Gadol has to marry a Besula. If you hold Trilas Bia Kona, that the beginning of Bia affects Kiddushin, then fine. Then he's being Makadesh a Besula. If you hold that Sof Bia Kona, that means that by the time the act is, so to speak, completed, she's no longer a Besula. Right, because also remember again, by the time the act, by the time the act is is completed already, penetration has occurred. In which case, she's no longer a besula. In which case, he's no longer allowed to marry her. So be nafkamina. So my Amr Amir Mishnei Derava call a boil daito al gbar bia. So I say so again. Amir said the name of Rava. Any time that the husband, that the man is affecting kiddushin through bia, his das, his intention is for the completion of the act. So, so once again, so once again, we're assuming now that completion means penetration. But so we'll see that this is actually subject to some of the we're actually going to see that even contemporarily, even contemporarily, this could actually have dramatic halachic repercussions. Again, especially sometimes for, for a new couple. Again, we'll get into this a little bit more later on when we get to the sugya. 
Go to both sides, go right there. So now both say, this is a very important shayla. So you buy Bionisunosa o erisunosa. So both say, here's the interesting question. When we say that you could affect Kiddushin with Bia, so they both say, is Bia like one-stop shopping? Like in other words, so once you do Bia, that's Kiddushin and Yisuin? Or no, Bia's Kiddushin, and you would still have to go out and do Nisun after. So you said, remember, just it's interesting how we think. Like, if you think about it in the Mishnah, so that there are three ways, right? Ha'isha, Niknis, Pushlosha, Drachim, right? There are three ways you can affect Kiddushin. Kasef, Shtar, and Bia. But I will say, in our minds, if you do Kasef and Shtar, right, for Kiddushin, what has to happen afterwards? Your Nisuin, whatever, whatever Nisuin is going to be, or Nisuin. So I will say, in our minds, so Bia is often, again, especially just the way contemporarily we conduct ourselves, Bia is a culminating event, right? It's a culminating event. So now the Gemara is asking, by the way, if a man is Mekadish with Bia, does that affect both Kiddushin and Nisuin? So that now we're done. Right? The marriage is done. The marriage is done. Or does it really just affect Kiddushin and therefore you still need a Nisuin act afterwards? Such an interesting Shailah. To which the Gemara says, Say, by the way, Bia Nisuin also. Away Rishin also. Nafkamina. So we'll say, what's Nafkamina to this? So first of all, it's interesting that the Gemara has to ask what's the nafkamina. The nafkamina is, is obvious, right? The nafkamina is what? What's the nafkamina? Dinin Right? Okay, but the Gemara says, but there are other nafkaminas as well. Liyarsha, litamela, ulahafar nedara. So let's say some other interesting nafkaminas over here. Let's say Ruven is Mekadesh Rachel with Bia, and then Rachel dies. Then Rachel dies before, quote unquote, there's an Isuin. They're both saying that technically speaking, a husband only inherits his wife after Nisuin, not, not after Kiddushin. So does he inherit her? Or, Rebosai again, same case, Ruvain is married to Rachel. Ruvain did Kiddushin Babia with Rachel. Ruvain's a Kohen. Now Rachel died. Could Ruvain go to her Levaya? Normally, an, a Kohen can only become Tame for his wife after there was Nisuin. Lahafer Nedarel. A husband only has the ability to annul his wife's vows by himself after Nisuin. So, so if you say that when, when, when you're Mekadish Babia, Bia also affects Nisuin. If you say that, then Yarsha, he inherits her. If he's a coin, he goes to Levaya. But if you say that, so all Bia does, not all Bia does, but Bia is a mechanism for Kiddushin. And therefore, again, Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, all it does is Erisin, then Eina Yarsha, then ultimately he would not inherit her, Ve'ena Matamela, and he would not make her Tame, Ve'ena Mefer Nedareha, and he would not annul her vows. So, my, so I will say, what is the Halacha? What is the Halacha? So, we'll say, so this is the Yisodistic Shaila, this is the Yisodistic Shaila that we're dealing with over here. Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, when we say, that Bia affects marriage, does it only affect Kiddushin or does it affect Nisuin as well? Amr Abaye. So Abaye says, Tashma, Ha'av Zakai Bebito, Bekidusha, Bekesa, Bishtar Bebiya. So we'll say, so now look at this Brisa. So the Brisa says as follows A father is entitled, right, has rights in his daughter's Kiddushin, whether that Kiddushin is affected through Kesef, Shtar, and Bia. 
So we'll say if it's kasef, he has the ability. To, the father has the ability to receive kasef. Now remember again, this is assuming that this is assuming that she is a nara and below, right? So she gets her kasef. Shtar, he's able to receive her shtar. Bia, he's able to give her over, you know, for for marriage for bia. Furthermore, he's entitled to anything she finds. He's also entitled to her earnings. And he has the right to annul her vows. And ultimately, again, he receives her get. But I will say, if she inherits property, let's say from her mother, from her mother's family, the father does not have rights in that property. Okay, that's part one of the Brisa. Part two of the Brisa. He says, if she gets married, Nisuin, yes, sir, I love Habal. A husband has even greater entitlements than a husband. Oh, sorry, than a father. Because we'll say, unlike a father who doesn't have rights in the property of his daughter, ultimately a husband will have usage rights in the property of his wife. Now, why, why is this price important for us? Listen to how the Bryce was structured. The Bryce has spoke about the idea that a father has the right to go ahead and give his daughter over in Kiddushin, right? Then it says, if she gets married. So if you look at the Bryce, how does the Bryce look at Bia? The Bryce looks at Bia as a mechanism for Kiddushin and then talks about Nisuin separately. It would appear from here that what? That Halacha Lamaisa, Bia, only affects Kiddushin, does not affect Nisuin. Katani Nises. So it was like Katani Bia, the Katani Nises. So it sounds like what it's saying over here is there's Bia, which can affect Kiddushin, and then there's Nises, there's Nisuin. So I want to say, see from here, that when Bia is used as a mechanism for Kiddushin, it only affects Kiddushin and not Nisuin. <coughs> to which the Yimara says, Ki Katani Nises, Asha'ara. No, no, no. When it says Nises, it's referring ultimately again to everything else. Referring to, for, referring to Kesef and Shtar, but not to Bia. But it's also that Bia itself would affect Erison and Nisun. Amarabha. So we'll say the question is still unanswered. So our overarching question is still intact, which is when Bia is used for Erison, for Nisun, does that affect only Nisun? Sorry. When Bia is used for Kiddushin, does it only affect Kiddushin or does it affect Kiddushin and Nisun? Amarava Tashma. Rava says as follows: Tashma, pas shalosh shanim v'yom echad. When ultimately, again, if you have a girl who is three years old in one day, miskadeshes bebia. So ultimately, again, technically speaking, she could become mikudeshes with bia. And I will say, I just want to point out: we we mentioned this, we mentioned this again already in in Ksubas, How how strange, right? Not just strange. How how wrong, right? Clearly, like. This, this is, it, it's hard. Again, just, just so re- remember, also, we also saw how Chazal clearly frowned upon, upon this type of Kiddushin as well. But I will say, but again, there's a difference between, in, in any type you have, in any time you have like a legal discussion, there's what legally could work, but sometimes what legally could work is not at all what should be done. So again, that's why we're gonna we're gonna approach this, you know, in there's a phrase called it's a phrase halacha yevesha. Halacha yevesha just means the dry halacha. Right? Just the facts. Just the facts, devoid of any emotion, or for that matter, again, in this case, 
practicality. So let's just look at it as like a legal construct. So bas shaloshon of yom echad. So a girl is three, three years old in one day. Miskadeshes bebia, which just means that bia becomes a halachically recognized act past the age of three years old in one day. Lower than that age, the bia is not recognized as a legal act. Then yavam kina. So if a, if a yavam had relations, they're required for yibam. And ultimately, again, if she is, if her father actually betrothed her, so relations with her with another man would be chayiv because of adultery. And we'll say ultimately, again, technically speaking, we'll say this is why this case also is actually interesting. If she were to become a nida, is she to become a nida? Ultimately, again, and her husband were to have relations with her, she would confer upon him Tumas Nida. So we'll say, again, as manifest by his ability to go ahead and be Metame Mishkav, Mishkav Takton Kelyon. So we'll say, Tumas Nida has an interesting, has an interesting Chumra to it. And it's not a Chumra, it's, it's, a, it's a function of the Tumah. And that remember, we'll say, imagine you have a pile of cushions and a woman who is a Nida sits on the top cushion. What's ta'alacha? What's ta'alacha? All of the cushions, ultimately below her, are tmea as well, even though she did not come in contact with them. Well, the man who has relations with Anida essentially acquires this same level of tumah. Now, I'm say, now, it's not exactly the same. If you take a look at the top Rashi, we're on 10b, Yudamid base. Take a look at the top Rashi. Sorry, the Tamim Mishkav Tachton Kelion, Sha'osa Bala, Moshevo Mishkav, Afilo Esther Matzals. So I'm going to say, so again, the same way that a woman who was a Nida ultimately confers Tum upon all of these cushions, right? Ten, ten, he's using Lushen of ten, right? Ten stacked one on top of the other. So, so to again, if a man has relations with a woman who was a Nida, he acquires that same level of Tumah. Now the difference is, the difference is, when the Nida herself, when the Nida herself confers Tumah upon the cushions, ultimately again they have the ability to go ahead and make other people Tumayim. The husband's or the man's Tumah is not that same heightened level of Tumah. He can't make our, our, his cushions, so to speak, can't make people tame, but ultimately, again, they can go ahead and make food and drink tame. Okay, then Mises Lakoin, we'll say back, Yoramadalif 10b, first line, then Mises but if ultimately, again, she marries a Kohen, Ochelis Petruma, ultimately, again, she's permitted to teach Ruma, then Ba Allah Echem Nikola Arayashim Torah, and if any one of the Arayos in the Torah have relations with her, Mumsin al Yada, they could be put to death as a result of that act of relations. Fihi Petura. But I will say she'll be Petura. Why is she Petura? Why is she Petura? She's a Ketana. Then I will say if she has relations with someone who is Pasal, post or from Pasla ultimately it would invalidate her from marrying into the Kuna. So I'll say, again, once again, what do you see from here? Katani Bia the Katani Nises. I will say, once again, in the the truth is we're not so we're, we're not really so concerned with the subject matter, with this price. So what are, what are we focused on? We're focused on the categorical, or, categorical organization. And that the way the price is set up, Rabbi say is, the price is set up ultimately, again, it's talking about Bia, 
and then talking about Nisuin. Right? So we'll say, it says, Bas Shaloshanim Miskadeshes Bebiya. So, right, once she's three years old in one day, Kiddushin can be affected with Bia. And then about say, and then the Brisa says, in Nises, if she does Nisuin, which sounds like what? Which sounds like what? Bia does not affect Nisuin. That's what it sounds like. So Bia could affect Kiddushin, Bia doesn't affect Nisuin. To which the Gemara says, Hachikamara, no, no, this is what it means to say. Iyahani Nisuin de Koininhu, Ochalas Betrumah. Don't read imnises as a separate category, but rather again read it as imhani. Read it as excuse me, imhani nisuin the koinenu. If the nisuin that was affected by the bia was to a koin, then she could eat truma. So it's not introducing a new category of nises, but rather it's introducing a new case of nisuin to a koin. But it's possible that ultimately bia affects kiddushin. As well as Nisuin. Good. So let's go a little bit weiter. We're not finished yet. We're not finished yet. Good. So says the Gimara. Tashma. Ukvashalach Yochanan ben Bagbag, Eitzel Rabbi Huda ben Besera, the Nitzivin. So listen to this. Rabbi Yochanan ben Bagbag sent Rabbi Huda ben Besera Nitzivin. Shamati Alacha, Sha'ata Omer, I heard that you say, Arusa Bas Yisrael Ochalas Betshuma. Right? I heard that you hold that Narusa. Bas Yisrael can be Jonas. Well, it's just to illustrate what this is. Rachel is marrying Ruvain. Ruvain is a Kohen. So now, we'll say, take a simple case. Ruvain gives Rachel Kasef. Hariat mikudeshas li bekasef zu. Fine. So now, Irisin. They're married. So watch this. So now, Yochanan ben Bagbag sent Rabbi Huda ben Beseira. Rabbi Huda, I heard that you say that an Arusa, who's a Bas Yisrael, is allowed to eat Shruma. Shabbat Shalom. So Rabbi Huda sends back. Viata, Iata, Omakain, Yochanan ben Bagbag. You hold that she can't eat truma. Muchsekani bechas shata baki bechadre bechadre Torah. Lidrosh bekab chomer Iata yadeh. So I say it's incredible. So Rabbi Huda says to Yochanan ben Bagbag, I heard that you are well versed in the chadre, in the intricacies of Torah, and you don't even know how to darsh nakal chomer. After all. If a shifcha kinanis, so remember again, a man has a shifcha, a man wants to acquire shifcha, he has bia with the shifcha, he has bia with the shifcha. He will say, what does bia with the shifcha do? Right? Nothing. Nothing. That does not entitle her to truma. Kaspa machilasa betruma. Only once he gives her money, acquires her, does that entitle her to truma. Zu, a regular woman. Ultimately, again, where Bia does entitle her to Truma. Goes without saying that Kesef Kiddushin, giving her money, should certainly go ahead and allow her to eat Truma. So, so, so this, I just want to point out, this is, this is, this is, um, this is Rabbi Yehuda's retort to Yochanan ben Bagbag. So, Yehuda, so, so Rabbi Yehuda, so Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira, ultimately goes down and says back to Yochanan, of course an Arusa should be able to go ahead and eat Shruma, because it's Kavachomer. If an Amma Ivriya, where beer with an Amma Ivriya, does not entitle her to eat Shruma, but Kesef does, so a regular woman, where Bia would entitle her to eat Shruma, Kesef certainly does. But again, Rabbi Yudim Ben Beser, Sabab Ma'asa, 
שרי אמרו חכמים, אין ארוסה באס ישראל לא חלס בתרומה, עד שתיכנס לחופה. שרבי עושה אולטימט, יגן, אבל מה אני אעשה? מה אני אעשה? אני אעשה את זה, אז רבי יהודה במסירה שאומר, אם אני חושב שהארוסה should be able to eat תרומה, אבל מה אני אעשה? חז"ל אמר, והארוסה לא אכלת תרומה. אין לו תשובה, מה אני אעשה והארוסה לא אכלת תרומה? until she enters into the Chopah. Now, now what we're focused on over here is the very interesting use of Bia, right? So how, how is Bia being used in this marital relationship? Hechi dami. Iba Bia sha'al yidei Chopah. Vekesef sha'al yidei Chopah. So we'll say, if we're talking about Bia that follows Chopah, right? Or I should say, Bia sha'al yidei Chopah, right? Or Bia that comes with the Chopah. Or if, if it's Bia's Kiddushin and then a Chopah, or kesef ayyidei chopah, so betarvayo mecha achla. So obviously everyone agrees that if both of these mechanisms are used, then obviously the woman in question can eat truma. Then the biya sha'ayyidei chopah, the kesef sha'ayyidei chopah. Is it talking about biya with chopah and kesef, I'm sorry, biya with chopah and kesef without chopah? So then hacha tarti v'hacha chada. Then I will say in one case you have two mechanisms, in one case you have one. El alav bebiya shelo ayyidei chopah, the kesef shelo ayyidei chopah. Rather, I will say, in this, in this halachic discussion, we must be talking about over here, we must be talking about that both the bia and, and kesef in question was without chuppah. Now watch this. So I will say, if halachalamaisi you hold, that bia by itself works, to what? Affect kiddushin, and Nisuin, then it makes sense to say that Bia should be more powerful than Kesef. Ali Amrit, Kiddushin Osa. But Allah Chalmaisef, all Bia does, Osa is what? Is what? Is Kiddushin, then Maish Nahacha de Pshitale, or Maish Nahacha de Mesapkale. Then Osaif, all Bia does is what? Is go ahead and Allah Chalmaisef affect Kiddushin. Then why should there be any difference with kiddushin done with kesef, kiddushin done with bia? Halach lamaisi either way she shouldn't be able to eat truma. Rab Nachar by Yitzchak the olam eim lechaba bia shaydei chaba the kesef shaydei chaba. We're talking about a case of bia with chaba and kesef without chaba. Udike amrit hacha tarti v'hacha chada. So maybe you'll say I, but in one case you're utilizing two mechanisms, in one case only one. Kavachomer miha isay. Nevertheless, the kavachomer still works. This is what he meant to send to him. Here's the Kavach Omer. By Shifcha, Kinanis, I will say, where Bia does not entitle her to eat Truma, Afilo Ayide Chopa. I will say, even with Chopa, right? Even if there's Bia and Chopa, those are not mechanisms that entitle a Shifcha Kinanis to go ahead and eat Truma. Kaspa Ma'achila Sabalo Chopa. Yet I will say again, Kesef will work for a for a shif, for a shifcha, for an Amoivriya. Sorry, for a shifcha kenanis. Even right, Kesef will work even without chupa. Zu shebi asa machilasa b'truma ayde chupa. But by regular woman, Rabbi say, where bia followed by chupa will allow her to eat truma. Einodin shekaspa machilasa b'truma b'lo chupa. Certainly, money right, Kesef kiddushin should allow her to eat truma. Even without chapa, interesting kavachom. About ma'aseh shay amru chachamim ein arusa bas yisrael lochalas b'truma ad shetikanes lechapa mishum duula. Rabbi say, but again, so I just want to point out, Rabbi Yehuda ben Misir says, but what can I do? So Rabbi say, so just before we stop, before we go on, so Rabbi say, so what you have over here is a fundamental machlokas 
Yochanan ben Bagbag saying that an Arusa cannot go ahead and eat Truma during Erison. Okay? Rabbi Yochanan ben Bezerah is saying, yes, she can. Yes, she can. And he bases it on a Kavachomer. And his Kavachomer, essentially, I will say is, Kavachomer is that by Shivra Kinanis, even if you have Bia with a Chuppah, that doesn't allow her to eat Truma, yet Kesef does, yet, yet Kesef does, then for a regular woman, where Bia with Chuppah would allow her to eat Truma, certainly what? Kesef by itself should. So that's, that is, that is Rabbi Hudu ben Maseris Kavachomer, that an Arusa should be able to go ahead and eat Truma. But then Rabbi Hudu ben Maseris says, but what could I do? Chazal said, Chazal said, that an Arusa cannot eat truma. Now, here he says, here he says over here, Mishum Ula, Mishum Ula. Now, what did Ula say before? We actually had Ula, we had Ula back on Dafei. Ula said, do you know why an Arusa can't go ahead and eat truma? What are we concerned about? Because an Arusa is still living where? Still living where? Rachel is still living in her father's home. So what we're concerned about is, if Ruvain, if Ruvain, her betrothed, Gives her truma, which technically she could eat. What are we concerned about? She's going to take that truma home and feed it to her Yisrael family. So I'm going to say, so that's right. So Rabbi Yudhav is saying, I think my kalvachomer is a compelling kalvachomer to allow an arusa to eat truma. But what can I do? What can I do? Ula, Ula, they have a concern that if she's eating truma, she's living in her father's home, she's going to come to go ahead and... She's going to come to go ahead and eat Shul. Ben Bagbag, Kabi Shifcha, Kinanis, Loshar Bikinyana, Hacha Shar Bikinyana. So I will say the reason why Ben Bagbag rejects the Kavachomer, Ben Bagbag rejects the Kavachomer because he feels you're not really creating the two. In other words, Halacha Lamaisa, once you go ahead and you give a Shifcha Kinanis money, they will say, what happens? You're done. It's full, right? It's complete. The transaction is complete. When you give a Jewish woman money, that's Kesef Kiddushin. I will say, it's not complete. You still need Nisun. I will say, now just to contextualize everything, why are we doing this? You're like, I just had that same question. Right, right? Why are we doing this? I will say, remember again, our overarching question is Bia. Right? What does Bia do? Does when, when a man uses Bia for Kiddushin, does that affect Kiddushin and Nisun or just Kiddushin? This is being brought up, I will say, because interestingly enough, if you notice, how is Bia being used in this context? Bia is being used in this context as kiddush, a mechanism for Kiddushin, but does not affect Nisuin. That's how you, if you look at this, that's the whole reason this is being brought up. And happens to be, now we're being introduced to a fascinating machlokes between Ben Bagbag, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Bagbag, and Rabbi Yehuda Ben Becerra. So fascinating machlokes. You want to say, bottom line, by the way, over here, everyone is agreeing that Narusa is not going to go ahead and eat Truma. The question is just going to be why. According to, according to Rabbi Yochan ben Bagbag, he really feels Midar Raisa, she can't. According to, according to Rabbi Yudim ben Becerra, she absolutely can. It's a din I just want to use the last minute. Just to say something interesting. If you notice, by the way, in this discussion between Rabbi Yochan, right? So Yochan ben Bagbag sent the, sent the question to Rabbi Yudim ben Becerra. And he said to Rabbi Yudim ben Becerra, right? I heard that you allow Narusa Bas Yisrael to go ahead and eat Truma. So Rabbi Yudha ben Becerra sends back to him, Rabbi Yudha ben Becerra sends back to him, um, right, right, of course, right, I thought that you were a person, so he sends back to him, 
I thought you were an expert in Torah, in Chedre Torah, in the secret dimensions or, or the inner pieces of Torah, and or I'm certainly not a Darshan Kavachomer. What does that mean? What is that exchange? So I was telling you something amazing. The Chafetz Chaim, the Chafetz Chaim, listen to this. The Chafetz Chaim explained this with a mashal. Well, first it's like this. Chafetz Chaim asks, what is the proper way to learn? What is the proper way to learn? He says, Listen to what the Chavetz Chaim's kasha is. When learning, should a person only focus himself on one Masechta and know it really well? Or should a person perhaps learn a lot even though he doesn't retain everything? Oh, so it's like, what's the Shaila? Should I learn Dafyomi? Should I learn Dafyomi? Or ultimately, again, maybe focus on something a bit more bi'in. So the, so the, so the, Chavetz Chaim answered, he said, Sarech Adam Ladas Kamarach Shamisparach. He says, it's clear. Person has to know as much of the wide expanse of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah as possible. Chavetz Chaim says, see as much as you can. And he gives a mashal. He gives the mashal of a man. He says, a person who only focuses himself on one Masechta and doesn't see the expense there. He says, you know what he's like? He's like a guy who saves up all of his money for a beautiful hat. Hat is the best hat you could possibly buy, but the rest of his clothing is tattered. When you wear that nice hat, you look foolish because at the end of the day, it stands in contrast to your tattered clothing. As opposed to says the Chafetz Chaim, when you go ahead and you see the expanse of Torah, what does that do? That gives you a beautiful outfit. Says Rabbi Hanan Wasim and Hashem Yikom Damo. That's the pshat in that phrase. Muchsekani becha sha'atabaki bechedre Torah lejosh bekavachomer eni yodeya. So I was saying, so Rabbi Yehuda ben Beserah was sending back to Yochanan ben Bagbag the following idea. He says, I know you know chedre Torah. I was saying, what's chedre Torah? Specific areas of information. The boss said, in order to know a Kavachomer, what do you need? What do you need? You need expansive knowledge. Because in order for a Kavachomer to work, there can't be a Pircha. There can't be, a, something, there can't be something that breaks it or undermines it. In order to know if there's a Pircha, then what? You have to know the vast breadth of Torah knowledge. So Rabbi Yehuda ben Maser was giving a little bit of a Shtach Tiochran ben Bagbag. He says, I heard that you're proficient in certain areas. But don't you know enough of the expansiveness of Torah in order to know Kavachomer as well? So this was the explicit raya to the fact that the Chavetz Chaim was correct. That Allah and this justifies and makes us feel a little bit better because sometimes we learn the daf, we learn the wide expanse of Torah, and we feel a little bit frustrated that we can't go ahead and retain everything. Chavetz Chaim is on our side. And the Chavetz Chaim says the best thing in your learning is to be able to see as much as possible to gain the full appreciation and panoramic view of the Ribono Shalom's incredible Torah. So I'll stop over here today. Shkoyach.